Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Full Draw Friday on a Saturday. This is number 19, and it's going to be part two of the food plot planning series. I don't. This may be the may just be another two part series. We might do more depending on if I decide I want to talk about anything else with food plot planning. But last Friday I talked about what to plant, so now we're going to talk about where to plant. And there's a lot that goes into it. I'm going to cover a little bit of it. And there's a lot of nuance to it, but I'll give kind of some general ideas for what we like to look for. So we'll get into full draw Friday number 19. Mm. Okay, so where to plant your plots. One big thing we see a lot, and I've been guilty of it in the past, is a lot of guys want to plant their food plots right in the middle of their property, especially on smaller properties. 40 acres or less, they just want to put one one or two-acre plot right in the middle of the property. In certain situations, maybe that's your only option, but it makes it really hard to hunt. And when you're thinking about where to plant your plots, probably the most important thing to remember is to make them, put them where you can hunt them. You don't want to put them somewhere that makes it more difficult for you to hunt the property, which is often what happens when you put one right in the middle. Of the, right in the middle. Uh, generally, your does are going to bed off of your bedding. Your does are going to bed off of your food. So if you put that plot right in the middle of the property, especially if you have screening or some kind of, cover for them on each side of the plot, it's going to be hard to know where those does are bedding. You might think, well, that's not really a big deal. It is when you're trying to get into a stand because then you don't know how to access your stand without bumping deer. And if you bump those does, they run back through the buck bedding. The bucks will often bed off of the does, and then you're not going to see anything for that hunt. You might still see something that hunt. Your chances go way down. I should put it that way. That's why we try to look at edges of the property, and I'm not talking right up against the property line, but we like to push the food plots out towards the edges of the property. That creates more depth in the middle of your property for that bedding, especially if you work on screening the inside edges of those food plots. That way the does will bed towards the middle of your property. You can put, say, a sanctuary feeding plot towards the middle of your property. Uh, you're going to run the risk of those deer just using it in the daytime, though, and never making it to your hunting plots before dark. But it is that is an option, too, just depending on what your goals are and what you're trying to do. But if you're trying to, you know, harvest mature bucks, uh, mature deer in general, you can push those out to the edges a little bit. Obviously, you want to avoid sides of the property where there is hunting pressure from your neighbors. And I know a lot of places that's going to be on all four sides of your property. So maybe that's a situation where you have to plant something towards the middle but then you have to end up working with your screening, doing some timber stand improvement to make it a little more huntable for you uh, getting in and out of there. Especially on smaller properties, screening is really important. And it's really important with food plots in general, especially it's going to allow you to plant them in certain places that might not be as advantageous. But if you do your screening right, you can bed the does where you want them most of the time. They're going to want to bed close to that food, and if they have some kind of cover on one side of it, that's generally the side they're going to bed off of. So... Again, we like to look at those edges. 
not the edges where there's a lot of hunting pressure because you don't want those deer. And that's what a lot of guys will run into when they want to put that plot in the middle. You say, well, if I put it out here, my neighbors are going to hunt it. And that's a possibility for sure. But if you have a side of the property where the neighbors aren't hunting, then maybe you push your food plots to that side. And that's going to attract deer. And when they find that food, a good food source, they'll move out of their way quite a bit. They're not going to go completely from, let's say, one side of 500 acres to the other just because there's food there. But they will go a considerable distance and change their pattern to that food. So when you're pushing it to that edge, that allows you access to your property on the outside edge of those food plots, especially if you do some screening as far as your entry and exit goes too. So if you're creating a good soft edge on the side of your food plot where you want those deer to come from, where you want them to bed, and then you're doing some screening with that, maybe that be hinge cutting or just planting some screening on that side as well. And then you also screen your entry and exit on the other side, but not right up against the food plot. Give yourself enough room. That's why I'm not talking about planting these things right on property lines, just towards the edge, off center. Give yourself enough room on the back side of that plot to enter and exit. That's going to make it a lot more huntable. And that's probably the most important thing, again, to where you're planting your food plots. Because if you can't hunt them, it, it doesn't really matter where it's at, even if it's in the perfect spot. If you're bumping deer every time you're going into your stand, you're not going to have as much likelihood of killing that mature buck as you would if you can get in and out without them knowing you're there. So that's the biggest thing, the biggest rule to me, is to make sure they're huntable. Good places we like to look for also, if you have edges of timber on your property, so if there's already a natural edge there coming out from the timber, even if that does lay maybe in the middle of your property, you can plant up against that edge create your soft edge on the timber side. That's going to allow some depth to cover into the timber so your does may bed up close to it. You can hunt on the outside, whether it be from an elevated blind, a ground blind. Maybe you have timber on both sides a little bit. Maybe there's a tree line or a fence row, and then it goes into timber. If you can plant that thing on the edge of the timber, the deer are going to feel uh, pretty comfortable coming out in there and feeding daylight, especially, again, if you give them screening all around that thing, some protection, a little bit of cover on the outside as well, so they're not just walking right onto an open field necessarily, but they're coming from the timber through that soft edge out into the food plot that maybe has some CRP, some switchgrass on the other side of it that's going to allow them to feel safe out there during the daytime. Then your does are going to bed up next to the food plot if you do your screening right again, hinge cutting, whatever it may be, and then your bucks are going to bed deeper into the timber off of those does. This works especially well if you have a valley, or even a ridge top going up into the timber. If you can put your food at the top edge of that timber or if it's at the bottom and the timber goes up, either way, that really works well with your depth to cover for, for bedding bucks either up on top or down on the bottom. So you may not be able to necessarily hunt in the timber as much on directly behind your food plot for fear of bumping those does out of there, but you can definitely still hunt the edges of it. There'll still be some travel corridors for you to hunt as well. But you're going to have a pretty good idea where those bucks are bedding. And when you know where they're bedding and you know where they're feeding, it makes them a lot easier to, to harvest. So edges of timber are really good. Again, if that edge of timber, though, is also like your property line and the neighbors own all the timber, you don't want to purposely bed the deer on your neighbors. So that's something where... Maybe you pull that food out away from the timber, and even if they're going to bed in there, hopefully they bed as close to your side as possible. If your neighbors go fumbling through there, maybe they run them over onto you in the daytime, or they're coming out to feed. 
and they're coming to your property before they go to wherever their destination food is rather than hanging out in the in that neighboring timber. So that's one thing, again, you got to keep a lookout for. Now, if it's 50 acres of timber that nobody hunts and you're for sure of that, then sure, that's not that big a deal. But a lot of times, especially around here, uh, you're going to have some hunting pressure from your neighbors, especially if it's a timber plot. So keep that in mind as well. Another good place we like is long travel corridors. And this is not necessarily for your bigger three-quarter acre, acre, two-acre food plots. This is going to be those micro plots, if you want to call them that. Quarter acre, maybe a half acre. Little kill plots, we like to call them. It's good for your small clover and chicory, that kind of thing. Uh, Like Grandpa Ray's Inner Sanctum would work really well in there. Along those travel corridors, especially in a timber stand, if you can clear out your canopy just a little bit, the deer are wanting to move through there anyway. So this is just going to give them that much more reason to come through there past your stand or just come hang out there as a staging area before they go out and feed in the ag field. This is kind of similar to what we have behind Jeff's house. The first plot we had behind Jeff's house, uh, the canopy's kind of getting too grown up, grown up for us to, to plant it at this point. But when we first had that logging trail back there, the deer were using it anyway. We went in and created a clover plot in there, and it acted as a staging area 50, 60 yards off of the field edge where they were going out to feed at night. So we could get them coming in there during the daytime. They felt pretty comfortable. You could sit in there from 2 o'clock till dark and see does in and out, and then those bucks would start coming in later in the evening, but still in good shooting light before they'd go out to that ag field or even during the rut coming to check those does. So that's another thing we like to look for. If there's a good spot, especially if it's already somewhat open canopy along a travel corridor, especially those clover blends like our our blend we like for that, the clover chicory alfalfa. Again, grapple raisin or sanctum works really well. There's a lot of blends out there that are clover-based that will work well for that. They only need about four hours of sunlight. So it's not like you have to open up a ton of canopy, but if you can open up just enough, put one of those along a travel corridor, that's really going to influence their movement to use that particular travel route more often and give you more chances at harvesting that deer, of course, when the wind is right. So those are some some places we like to look for. Again, got to make them huntable. Look at the edges if that's possible for you. Um, again, another edge being the edge of timber doesn't necessarily have to be the edge of your property. A long travel corridor is a really good spot for those small kill plots, staging plots, however you like to refer to them. But again, this is all different depending on your property. So these are some rules of thumb, I guess, things you can look at to take into consideration. But if your property lies lies differently where none of these are going to work, then obviously you're going to have to to look at something different. That's why I said in the beginning of this, there is nuance to it. None of these are hard set, set fast rules that that you have to follow. Okay, so again, like I was talking about with the planting the edges of middle property, it may not be possible for you to plant on the edges. Maybe you have too much hunting pressure all around. Maybe you got timber all around you and yours is just open. Maybe it works better for you to plant in the middle and then do some other habitat management as far as putting cover on one side. So maybe that's the side they're betting on so it gives you an entry and exit. Maybe that means cutting out paths for you to come in and, and leave from your stand because you have to put that plot in the middle of your property. So there's definitely times where all three of these things may not work. Everything I've talked about, you know, it just might not work out for how your property is set up. So this is all stuff that you're going to have to, you can take it into consideration, but it has to work for your specific property. There's just so much difference. Uh, No two properties are the same unless, say, they're all a cornfield, but no two hunting properties are going to be the same. There's always going to be nuance in the stuff you have to do 
to get the most out of them. So, again, screening is really important. Creating those soft edges to allow the does to bed off of your food plots is going to allow you to plant them in a lot of different places. If you have the ability to create natural grass bedding for them, whether that be a CRP blend or a different kind of grass blend that you like, if you can do some hinge cutting, that's going to allow you to plant food plots in different locations to bed those does off of them. Um, all those things go into it. If you guys have questions about what to do with your property, like you're looking at all this stuff, you think, man, it's not really working out for what I want to do or what you're saying sounds good, but I don't think it applies to my property. You guys can always send us a message. We'd be glad to help you out. Again, we do do some consulting too, so if you guys are wanting that, you can go to the website and contact us there through any of our social channels, anything like that. We'd be glad to help you out. But that's all I got for where to plant your plots. Again, you could go into a ton of different scenarios and break down a lot of different properties and come up with a lot of different places to plant plots, but hopefully those things will help you out. Those are some of the most common things we've seen as far as what works best for planting your plots. So take it for what it is. If it works for your property, awesome. I hope it does. I hope that helps you guys out. That's all I got. Again, this Friday, well, I guess Saturday for where to plant your plots. So if you guys don't have a piece of property where you can do this stuff and you're looking for one, maybe you've got the money for a down payment or you've been saving up and you're looking for your own piece of property to buy now, you need to give our guy Rodney Hawkins a call. He grew up hunting and fishing, and he's now putting that love for the outdoors into selling recreational properties. Uh, he's a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. And if you haven't heard of them, they're not really your average real estate company. Last year, they sold over $85 million worth of ground alone. With agents like Rodney all over Illinois, they're really a local company with a national reach. And for more information on them, any properties that might be available, or just to tell Rodney what you're looking for, you can contact him at 618-925-3153, and he'll get you taken care of. Be sure to ask him about his new company called RG Outdoors as well. He's currently carrying hard and soft-sided blinds and blind chairs all from Radix, out, or Radix Blinds, excuse me. in addition to an all-natural scent elimination product called Camo Dust, which you can get more info on at camodust.com. I think he's also bringing in some cameras as well. I'm not 100% sure of that. But again, you can talk to him, find out what he's got. Um, for the As for the blinds, Nate spent a lot of time in one of the soft-sided blinds this season, and he was more than happy with that how that worked out for him. I know Rodney was had just posted recently. He's getting ready to make an order for some. It's a really good alternative to a hard-sided blind on a budget. I think there's something like in the $1,200, $1,300 range for a 10-foot elevated, 5-foot elevated, really roomy <clears throat> blind that you can hunt out of. Uh, it does have some thermal protection to it. They were just they're really nice. Like I said, Nate spent a lot of time in one. I got to hunt out of it with him. I uh, went and checked it out a couple different times and really impressed with it. So if you're interested in those or anything else they have to offer, check their Facebook page out at RG Outdoors. You can email them, rgoutdoors at yahoo.com, or again, just call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153. You guys can also support the podcast by going to ridgehunteroutdoors.com. Anything you want on there, just use the discount code FULLDRAW. That's all caps, no space, and you get 10% off anything on the website, whether that be our clover and chicory blend, um, some of the podcast apparel that we have out, any of our scents and stuff as the season gets closer and you start looking at that stuff or just for running your mock scrapes year-round, you get 10% off anything on the website with that discount code FULLDRAW. That's a way to support us directly. You can also go to Apple Podcasts and 
Give us a, a follow on there. Leave us a review. You can go to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Spotify, same way, follow us on there. We appreciate all that stuff. You guys helping us out as far as supporting the podcast goes. We appreciate everybody who tunes in and listens every week. We will catch you guys again next Friday. See ya.